is Ryan. As I said, my wife Kate and I have the joy of co-leading this house together with an incredible team of people. We would like to say welcome in to you. If you are new to Living Waters, we would love to connect with you. There are um, cards in front of you that are um, have a QR code on there. Also, the QR code will take you to ways that you can give. If you are uh, a part of this, um, you can give. So deeply thankful for the generosity of this house and ask that you would continue to prayfully seek the Lord on how to, um, to give into living waters and to partner with the things that God has for us in 2024. Um, I, I'm not going to spend a whole bunch of time on it, but I just want to check in for those of you that are doing your social media fast, doing a social media fast with us. We are one week into the social media fast. I would love to just like talk and tell you uh, about the things that I'm learning or the things that are happening, what you're doing. Um, but if you're going, hey, what about, what about this social media fast? We have another week of it. And so we would ask you, if you would like to, to jump in. There is um, on LWRV.org last week talking about our heart behind, our why behind the social media fast that we are doing our heart now, and if you would like to join with us, you are welcome to. You are now, and if you would like to join with us, you are welcome to. You are encouraged to. It is so important um, that we manage our inputs um, this year, especially as we head into a unique 2024, and as we ratchet up and get closer and closer to <clears throat> to November. Um, my retirement, we, that we guard our inputs and that we understand that, that, we, that we guard our inputs and that we understand that social media, the apps, and even the phones that they come on are designed to break our focus on the things that matter, to keep us constantly distracted, and to keep us in tribes and angry and disconnected from our hearts, from our minds, from our from people around us and from communities around us. And um, so that's why we're beginning in 2024 with a social media fast, hoping that at the end of it, we don't just go, oh, look how good of a Christian I am. I didn't look at apps for two weeks. But that we can really say, how does it feel after two weeks to not have those inputs or as many inputs? What can I take from this and what would I like to incorporate into my life to continue the journey of spiritual health? Um, and so we invite you to that. And... We also, in conjunction with, with our Intimacy, Identity, Inheritance series, we have Still Life, which is available to you. It is our 90-day devotional um, that you can do each day. We, we invite you to use that QR code or to talk to someone at the Welcome Center. The best way to access it right now, since obviously we're not posting it on social media, the best way to access it is by downloading the Living Waters app. And you can just sign up for the group, join the group, and then you'll get a notification in the morning <laughs> on your phone. Uh, you'll get a notification. <laughs> it's a worthwhile notification. You'll get which in January would be to that day's daily reading for Still Life, which in January would be on the topic of intimacy. So we invite you to go. Through, um, we have a reading together is Still Life. Um, we have a few things coming up. On the week of February 5th, we start our discipleship groups. Our discipleship groups are for men and for women. We have them at different times throughout the week. They will be gathering every other week at different times. And so if you use the QR code or you go to LWRV, you can see the different time slots that we have available um, for you to jump into one of those groups. We would love for you to be a part of that. It will be the first, the first group. The first groups that we have will be meeting every other week. It will be around intimacy, and they will only meet probably total up to times before we take a break and go, how, how was that? What, what did you think? Would you like to consider jumping into our next round of, of dis discipleship groups that we have going? So it's a little bit of a shorter run. I think it's important and vital that we are meeting together um, as much as we can face-to-face uh, -face without adding a whole bunch of clutter to your life, and we do not believe that these discipleship groups will be that at all. We believe they will be worth cutting, carving out time for. Um, also, our Wednesday nights this in 2024 have become kind of our central midweek touch point. This week, we have Abide at 6.30. We have youth group at 6.30, and so we're just combining some of the things that we're doing, and we are going to be in here for a, a prolonged time of worship and prayer 
um, while youth group is going on, you can drop your kiddos off. You can come in here if you don't have kids and worship that we are on. To- we have our what what uh, our family life Sunday is this Sunday, January twenty eighth, and I don't want to spoil anything, but we have a lot of really great things we're going to talk to you about. Some things that we're going to share with you, some things that you get to be a part of and be involved in. It's it's going to be. Um, really, really fun. And we won't be outside, even though that was an awesome picture of one of our Community Life Sundays when we were outside. We will be inside um, for this Sunday, January 28th. We'll be in here um, for part of that time. And so we want to invite you to come out to that. Make sure that that's on uh, on your calendar. January 28th, next Sunday, 10 a.m. Okay, there it is. My favorite part. <sighs> Altar call? <laughs> your highlights were so powerful barely stand up under the glory. Good job. Good job. Well done. Hi, guys. Okay. All right. So we get to do something that we don't often or we don't often have time for. Um, Now, I guess we, I don't know how to say this without sounding like a big whiner, but (laughs) our life is very full of things that matter. And as such, one of the things that matter is getting to teach and share with you guys together, and so today in Intimacy was a chance for us to be able to share together, and we felt like it was important because we have more of a practical conversation about uh, intimacy and relational intimacy with God and, and where that... Okay. Um, oh, okay. This is maybe a little... Uh, uh, oh, okay. This is maybe a little... Bring my mic down. Yes, good morning, everybody. We are going to be co-teaching today. We are so excited, and hopefully this is not too awkward as we try not to run into each other. Dude, it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. You know, like one of the things that we have, we, it's, it just cracks me up because like couples will, will uh, married couples, if we could do a retreat with married couples, this would be our dream. As we would, we would start out by like, how's your marriage? Scale of one to 10. They'd be like, oh, it's like an eight. It's awesome. To like in Yalapa, we'd decide from our little meeting place and we would go maybe to like in Yalapa, we'd go out on the ocean with an, a sea kayak or something and we'd say, all you buoy and then come back. And then we would like to ask you again, how would you rate your marriage? Come back. And then we would like to ask you again, how would you rate your marriage? And and we would be watching you. We'd be watching and going, oh, I see how it really is. So if we bump into each other or whatever, it's a little bit like trying to row the canoe. Yeah, we, we have a really, a sea canoe. we really feel passionate about what we're speaking about today, but I do, I'm like, you might just remember us being awkward up here, but we love, we do love being, doing, trying this together. <laughs> yes. Practicing. Which notes are yours? I'm going to do this one. That's why okay. I have two sets. Okay. And I, let's go. I might switch. Yeah, you can switch anytime. That's why okay. I have two sets. Okay. And I have all of the pages this week, so I didn't Good. go, I didn't Good go job. for, like, okay. yeah, I didn't go for one. So that Sunday mornings are so, are so the one thing I do want to say at Living Waters is that Sunday mornings are so, are so um, they're vital and important to us, but they are not the, the crux of who we are or what we do. Um, it's a joy to gather together. When we teach on Sunday mornings, we have a, a basic assumption that we are teaching to followers and disciples, apprentices of Jesus. And um, if you are new to following Jesus or you're here this morning and you're thinking, I, I, I think I might want to follow Jesus, but I'm just hanging out for a while, of course we want to say welcome to you. Um, but if you come to a place where you are saying, I want to follow Jesus, um, come and talk to us. Of course, you can just come and talk to us. But another way that you can begin that journey, and we will definitely be, we would definitely be contacting you, not in like a creepy cultish kind of way, but we just want to make personal connection. If you are, if you are saying, I, I want to follow Jesus, and every week we're talking to disciples of Jesus, so we have that understanding that we're saying, hey, we want to teach at that level, but we also want to always remember to be inviting people to follow Jesus. And so if you would like to follow Jesus, text 541-982-4576. He'll text you back, <laughs> let you know where he's going to be, and you just go. Follow just go. me. Yep. Right. It's all digital Jesus. You don't even have to have any interaction <laughs> with any human. You can follow Jesus. It's the AI gospel. Let's go. <laughs> Too far enough? Uh, some, some, okay. It's still my part, isn't it? Okay. Inheritance. Intimacy. Intimacy. Intimacy, identity, and inheritance. Intimacy is who God reveals himself to be to me, to us, to you. Identity is discovering who I am in God. And our inheritance is who we are in the world together. Or who he is revealed to be through you. 
Yeah, so that's what over the, these first three months, that's what we are going over. But today we are going over intimacy. As we know, we are still in January. And it is to know God and to be known by God deeply, truly, intimately. And be seen and loved as we are, wherever we are, and have that come in completely. And that we would be encountering the love of God and around him and that every day we become our lives around it and around him, and that every day we becoming more and more like him. Which is what we talked about last week, where I, we talked about uh, 2 Corinthians 3, where it's talking about the veil being removed and us being face-to-face with Jesus and being transformed into him, his image. And, and, I, and I think I essentially just said, look, here's the whole process of, of following Jesus, is that we would become becoming more and more and more like him. But the practical question that we want to talk to you guys about and just have a longer conversation as pastors of this church is to have a longer conversation about what does that look like to be transformed more and more into his image? Because it can sound great, but what does that look like? And the answer is that we would make the measure of our spiritual maturity would be measured by make the measure of our spiritual maturity would be measured by love. Through the completed work of Jesus, we are invited into holy union, into relationship, and into love. And in that relational intimacy with God, we experience perfect love that is not earned, it is not withheld, it is not diminished. It's a love by, by which we are slowly and always carefully healed and restored of the wounds family that, have, that, that has enrolled on our hearts our mind's destination, we become and we carry the love that we experience to those around us. So as we receive, and then we can pour those, yeah, we experience, and then I pour that out. That's right. Oh, I'm still going. Yes, you are. This is, okay, I'm excited about, um, I'm excited about all of it, but love, okay, <laughs> but so really love, this part especially. love experienced as I am experiencing love, it becomes love expressed. Experience this. I get to express through two. Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children, live a life filled with love as Christ loved us. I feel like you skipped part of it. I did? I, I don't uh, know. I'm oh, just, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm just going out on a limb that we're not here to uh, modify <laughs> scripture. Following the example of Christ, he loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us. Where I don't know what happened. Who wrote these notes? Who knows? A life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us. Do you have to fail to Jesus say it? Moving right along, how did Jesus say it? He said in Matthew 22, when the Pharisees asked him, what is the greatest commandment? He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And this is the first and greatest commandment. And he said, the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All of the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. And Jesus went on to say in John 13, a new commandment I give you to love one another as I have loved you. So you also must, you must love one another. And we're going to keep coming back to this. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Experience must become love expressed. Experience must become love expressed. You can turn there if you want to. In your, so you can turn there if you want to. In your phone app that you're fasting. It's going to be, a, you're not, I hope you're not fasting. Or your there. real Bible. I know. Good I job. Know. I hope you're not pages. fasting your Bible app. That would be bad. <laughs> but grab this for just a minute because I want you guys to talk about this for a second. Colossians 3, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe your hearts with compassion, with kindness, with humility, with meekness and patience, bearing with one another. And if one of you has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also love, which binds every of all of these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect 
harmony. So I'm going to leave this up on the screen for just a moment. Maybe you have it on your phone or maybe you have it in your Bible. Here's what I want you to do. I just want you to get with someone around you or by yourself if you'd like to. Read that verse together. Read that verse by yourself. Take just a moment to reflect on the things that Paul is saying about love. And here's the question that I would love for you to talk with someone nearby you about is how different is this love that Paul is describing from the love that we experience break? around us today, okay? So, and ready, break. Just take about one more minute. Just take about one more minute, maybe two more minutes. What stands out to you? Where do you experience this kind of love? How different is it from the culture that maybe you experience love in? Questions? Yeah. Good job. We're letting you run part of the service for us. Having conversation is so good. So within... Good. If you guys have more to talk about, you guys can remember, that put a little it. bookmark in your mind about this, and go to lunch with somebody and keep talking about it. Um... Hopefully you noticed how communal love is in this verse. And then also how dress comes from what our culture teaches and models for us. Our culture says love is a feeling, an attraction, a pull, a desire, where we are at the center and we consume what we want for our own pleasure. Or just take one or the other. Almost indiscernible. They, they're just take one or the other love or lust. In Western culture, self is often at the center of, of love. We are at the center, not God or our neighbor. And we turn God and people into objects of personal gratification, which means our base question is, what can I get out of this? How? It's me. I'm at the center of this. And we this we would never admit wrong. that. Yeah. We would never say that out loud, but I mean, a lot of times it's like, what do I get out of this? Yes, Sorry. yes. I mean, I hope here we are getting more so that we can ask those questions but and see that we are human and we are like this. It's self-scripture. is self-giving. It's self-sacrificing. It's desiring the best and giving oneself away in love. It's pretty much the opposite. In, uh, we found this quote from Dr. Brashears. He's a Western. He's a theologian from the Western Seminary up in Portland, and he defines it this way. Love is loyalty and commitment to serve a person so that they become more like Jesus, yeah. even if it means I give up my own rights 
and privileges, oh gosh, as Jesus did. Jesus. So the early followers of Jesus lived out love with those around them. Like, we're, we're going to talk about love at church. Oh, it's awesome. But we have to remember that they are living these instructions out with real humans around them. John the Apostle says this in 1 John 4, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one. This is love, and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. But he goes on to say, dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. And I, I love this, and as we were just discussing this and... Um preparing this, because the early followers of Jesus lived out love, I was like, ooh, that sounds so great. And then I had to stop and think about the disciples. These are real people, real men, real women, who are, we can't sugarcoat them to think that they were like, oh, we're just going to love each other. Must have been so easy. Yes, the sissy. But they were all called at different times, I mean, within a, the same time frame, but some were fishermen. One was, you know, some were tax collectors. Like, they were not the same person, like people. Like, oh, I'm just going to collect all my best friends. Like, Jesus did not go around and be like, oh, I really like you. I'm going to have you come with me. And then, ooh, let's find someone else who thinks the same way. I'm going to collect you too. No, these are all people from different all walks different of walks of life. Yeah. yeah. But they were together for three years. <laughs> Relearn how many teachings, talks, one-on-ones, <laughs> relearning and being reminded by Jesus that what sounds easy as just love others was extremely difficult in practice. And I know that within that at each other, they would get hurt. They would want to be like, they would get offended <laughs> at each other. They would get hurt. They would want to be like, peace out. I'm not staying here in this group. <laughs> but then they had Jesus and they knew he called me. He called me by name. I am staying here. And that they would face their hurt, they would chat through their offenses, and they continued to remain in community. Yeah. So think about the disciples. Also think about the early church. Those who are encountering Holy Spirit, they're being filled by the Spirit. You have individuals who are encountering Holy Spirit, they're being filled by the Spirit. But it is prayed together. They came together continuously. They ate together. They prayed together. They came together continuously, waiting on the promise of the Spirit poured out. And they encountered Holy Spirit. This God who wasn't content to be separate and apart from them. And he filled them each individually, but together. They gave together. They grew together. And, through, though, and even when in Acts 8, when they were scattered they had such a heart for community and for the gospel that everywhere they went, new groups of believers were planted and sprung up. Not because it was easy, but because loving people is the expression of love experienced. The New Testament letters are full of teachings on how to navigate community together. And I believe that Jesus has great joy at unity together. And I believe that Jesus has great joy at seeing his gospel create pockets of people from diverse backgrounds and status and affluence and race all coming together to answer this call of Jesus that everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. The outplay of individual intimacy should reverse the body of Christ. Yes, around the world, but in practice, the body of Christ. Yes, local body, learning to love the people in this room. And this is not like no one's in trouble. Like no, we never, nothing, there wasn't a big problem. Now we have to talk about this. This is just our heart. Um, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I just want people to be like, what happened? Um, imperfect people, that's you and me, bound together in perfect harmony by love. We are not recreated in Christ to be alone or to follow the way of Jesus on our own individual walks. 
We are only to experience his love through quiet or reading still life morning and reading our Jesus calling or reading still life. Mm, that's amazing. That's Keep doing it. Relationship with real people. It is to be expressed in and through relationship with real people. Right. People, people with, who are diverse, who are different, and a lot of times who are challenging. <laughs> challenging. <laughs> The command and the outplay of Jesus' death and life and infilling demands that we love those around us as we love ourselves. So it's not some theoretical other group that we don't that you were talking to already today. It's even easier to love a coworker already who doesn't know Jesus than someone who is following Jesus that you don't get along with or agree with, than someone who is following Jesus that you don't get along with or agree with on every single thing. But it starts here and here in this room. So rude, right? I love my coworker. They just, yeah. Okay, so let's talk. Give us a chance now to talk to you very practically to us in this room. What can keep us from loving into this particular community? Not taking any shots at anybody. Some of the things that can hold us back from loving well into this community is that we have a low value for church gathering. Which I mean by that is does this place exist to meet a spiritual need for you? Or does this place exist for you to fit in and belong and bring your whole self to this place? Is this somewhere that you attend or something that you belong to? And hear me say this very clearly. There is room for both. There is room for both. Sunday-centric, but church community with church that isn't just Sunday-centric, but church community. You need a place where you can just come in to have a deep talk, and we need this, and we need there is on, and not be like, we need to have a deep talk, and we need this, and we need there is a space for you to say, this is a season of my life where I simply need a place to show up on a Sunday morning and hear the word and worship with other Christians, and that is beautiful, and there is a place for you in that. I am not saying this to set a bar and go, now you have to jump over this bar. But I also think that it, within our culture, there is also a, a, a desire in my heart as a pastor that we would have a conversation about what does it mean to belong to a group of people, to give yourself to a group of people locally that says, imperfect, messy, whatever it is, we are choosing to follow Jesus together. I am not just attending something on a Sunday, but I choose to belong to this group of people throughout the week. Do we want to have good worship? Yes, but a lot of times, no, I'm not going to go into that. Well, how much, how much time do we have? Never mind. Forget it. I believe that this is a place that God has called some of us to give ourselves to and to let our relational roots go down deep. And I'm saying this not for everyone, but there needs to be a point where we ask the Lord, is this a place where I am to choose to belong? The other reason that maybe it's hard to love into a community and, and, and to love a community is that we live in a culture of individualism and independence. Isolation where nong is celebrated in isolation where not needing anyone and not having anyone need me is celebrated. It is completely countercultural for us to say, I do not want to be just a rugged individual. I do not want to be an independent out here on my own in my strength. I need one another and people need me and that's okay. There is great risk when we say, I need you. I am living my life in a way that says, I need you in my life and I'm living my life in a way where it's okay that you need me. What keeps us is... What keeps us is, well, um, sorry, comparison is what also can keep us from loving into and being a part of a community. We walk in and we think, oh, man, everyone is better. He's better. She's better. They have it better. They don't understand They don't. They, what I'm dealing with. And we, that will totally just shut off 
when we walk in, and we know comparison. We all struggle with it. But if we walk in, it's a lie. Um, it's a lie. And then shame. I, I am too much. I am too loud. I am too quiet. I am too much. I am too loud. I am too quiet. You can fill in the blank. I'm too whatever. I am too whatever. And then relational wounds. And, I mean, we've listed this five. There's probably could be more. But relational wounds. Yes, this is very real. Friendship wounds. We know there's church wounds and there's community wounds that create a fear of opening our hearts to love one another and to be loved by others. So we want to make space for those things. We aren't listing that to be. Look at these things. This is true of all. Something to say. Look at these things. This is true of all of us. Therefore, we are in community because we have these as our story and our similarities, not because we figured out how to overcome them with a magic pill or a wand or a prayer service. This is, what, this is the truth of who we are, and we get to bring that into community. Community is so difficult because so few of us have seen and experienced healthy community in our lives, in our past, in our culture. Yes, but... We can have it here. We can demonstrate it here. We can give it away here. Not because Living Waters is perfect. What? We will, I promise you. I mean, it is. <laughs> we will, I promise you, we will disappoint some of you. But if we persist, persist, persist in following Jesus' way and letting love land on us in a way that enables us to learn to love others as ourselves, right. we can have it here. Yeah. Romans 12, 9 through 10. Paul, Don't, Paul again. Paul, oh, Paul. Don't just pretend to love others. Okay. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Not in willpower or behavior. I've got to muster up a feeling yes. of love. Fuzzy, warm, fuzzy yeah. feeling that I have. I've got to muster up a feeling yes. of love. Can't Sorry, go ahead. But Give in sitting, it's okay. Receiving his love. <laughs> but in sitting, praying, receiving his love, and then extending that love to others and practicing. And remembering something that the pace of love is slow. Mm -hmm. Loving people, it takes time. And yep. so the pace of love is slow in loving Letting others. Letting his love yes. come into my heart and refine me to love others, it is slow. It takes time. I have to be patient with myself, and we have to persist in this journey. So practically, again, the second half of this message is just our opportunity to speak to you practically. How do we build more friendship and connection around our lives, our lives here? Um, it's by choosing a few things. One, life. You've pulled up the drawbridge, there's a moat around your life, and you are safe and secure. But what we are asking, there's a moat around your life, and you are safe and secure. But what we are asking you to do is to take baby steps. And here's how I pictured it. If I'm in my castle, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to drop the drawbridge. And then I'm going to stay in that state for a while. These are small steps, and I'm going to see what happens. And then, and then if it is safe. And if I can continue to grow in community and connection and relationship, I might start to come out from behind my walls. And then if that is safe, and I'm talking baby steps, I'm not saying figure it out, drop your drawbridge, <laughs> run out across the moat, take, come out from behind your walls and take off your armor. I'm saying progressively take these steps and up a little bit more. I'm saying what would it look like in my life? If I just opened up a little bit more to the community of people that are around me to let love in and to let love out, what would it look like for me to come out? And if that's safe over a season of time, what would it then look like for me to come out from behind some of my walls and the true relational wounds of the things that have happened? And then what would it look like for me to start taking off some of this relational armor that I wear around my life? And not that all relational armor is negative. Sometimes it is in our outgoing personality or our sense of humor or all sorts of different things that we can learn to hide behind. And so my bridge and seeing small steps is starting with let, just letting down that drawbridge and seeing if there is safety here to be seen and known. The other thing we would challenge you to do in friendship and connection and loving others in this community is to be what you want in this community. 
Be what you need is the way that we have said it. And it is so easy for us to come into a community like this and say, they didn't do this. I wish there was this. I wish there was that. I wish there was that. I, you know what? You're 100% right. And, and, and you might just be seeing the outplay of some of our weaknesses that plays all the way out. And we're not good at certain things. And that's okay. But you know what? Something that is lacking, it isn't so that we can judge and people. When you see something that is lacking, it isn't so that we can belong. Because this is a value and this is something that I can bring. So be, because this is a value and this is something that I can bring. So be what you want this place to be and invest in that way. Simple encouragement. The other thing I would say is become a connector. Begin to value people and the connections that you can make, the similarities, the, the, the conversations, the things that you are listening and you're, you're, for opportunities to connect people to each other or to meaningful um, community or to group or be a part of this, not because we want to make you busy. We are not trying to dull your spirituality by busying you into the only thing that you can do is show up on a Sunday and go feed me some more. We do, though, want to connect people to each other in meaningful ways, and that's not going to be our job all the time. Sometimes there's people within this group that are like, I will do that. I love connecting with people and connecting people. So we ask you and encourage you to do that. Another thing is that we would say to say yes to things you may not want to join. We're not going to twist your arm, but maybe just take a risk and say, you know what, I'm going to fill in the blank, come to a ladies' night, or sign up for a discipleship group, or sign up to be on a team, kids' ministry. Um, <laughs> because we say that because that will give you a, 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 an opportunity to be known, not just in kids' ministry, even though those kids would love you, but <laughs> that you, you have to put yourself out there and say, yes, okay, I'm going to try this, even though this is risky, and, but we want to know you, and we want you to know us. I mean us, but other people. <laughs> oh, Listen, okay. our, the stuff that we're doing, again, we are promise. And some of the stuff we do is kind of lame. I mean, it's not going to be the best thing that we've ever done. It's we're not we're not making I mean, it's not going to be the best thing that we've ever done. It's we're not we're not making products. We're not making products here. But but when I show up to a discipleship group, even when I don't want to, and it doesn't quite fit my schedule, but I make a sacrifice to go, I want to come to that. It's not because we believe that the discipleship group is going to change your life. We believe that the connections and friendships that you will make within those groups are going to change your life, that you will begin to feel like you belong somewhere. And in belonging, love works its way out into the people around you. It's not the product. We are not, we are not selling a product here. But we are believing that as we step into community, it gives us an opportunity to love. Sorry. And there we go with our extra time. It's all gone. The, uh, oh, gosh. The other thing is that uh, we challenge you to, to believe the best about everyone and every walk in. And we go like, well, she's doing that or they're, this is hard. We walk in and we go like, well, she's doing that or they're doing that. And we can start making judgments. But if we can, if the core, one of the things that Living Waters is, is that we would believe the best about people, that would be phenomenal. And I really believe we, we do, but it also can be a challenge. Um, and then we want, we, I, I want, I mean, we all need to lay down our baggage. We all come in carrying things, holding things, but in order to be fully known, we have to something I'm carrying, release those things, and, and be honest with like, gosh, this is something I'm carrying, this is part of my family, but to be able to lay down your baggage. And the way we do that is by telling your story and being honest. We would so much rather you say, this is super hard for me, and here's why, and saying, but I'm choosing to step in, I'm choosing to be known, I'm choosing to walk across this room and cease and, and meet someone and begin to build friendship, or I'm choosing this or choosing that. To be able to tell your story and know that your story is valuable. Why is it hard for you? There's a story there, and that story is valuable. No value saying, get over it. We're saying we want to hear it. We want to value it. We want to cherish it. We want to know, because then it gives you a chance probably. So, this way of doing community. So, this way of doing community is an expression of relational intimacy and the experienced love of God. It is countercultural to what we have surrounding us. How can we love each other, as Kate said 
earlier. How can we love each other well in this room before we ever get to loving our community? And I don't, we don't say that as a rebuke or a correction. We know that this church and this church community loves incredibly well. But can we do better? Always. Does that require you to take a risk? Yes, it does. Where do we start? Here's some things I would encourage you to do. Just looking around this room or looking around this community and asking yourself, do I want this? Do I want this? Because I can't force you to want something, and if you are doing something out of someone saying with the microphone you need to do this and you do it out of behavior, it's not going to reap the benefits that you want it to. And so if you're okay in a season where you can say, you know what, that's not the highest value for me right now, then please, peace and freedom to you to not do any of these things that we are suggesting. Because I would do not want you to do it out of religious performance or someone coercing you or twisting your arm. I want you to have the freedom to say, I don't want this right now. Or my life doesn't have this right now. But if it is in your heart and you're saying, you know what, you're right. I want a more deeper, meaningful community around my life. I want this. Then I would say, let's invite our hearts to answer that question. Do I want this? Ask yourself, is this a safe place? Is this a safe place for you to be known, for you to tell your story, for you to lay down your hurts and wounds and baggage, not just to get rid of it, but to actually say, this is who I am and this is the story that I'm a part of. Is this a safe place? And hear us when we say this. This is an imperfect place. This isn't even the best church probably on this street. We aren't very good at it. We really aren't. People in this room that have known us since we were teenagers. That we have led the youth us since we were teenagers. That we have led the youth in this church that are now the adults in this church with kids of their own for 10 years. And that for 10 years we have been pastors of this church and that you guys, many of you, you know us since we were wee little people. You know our stories, and you know that we are not BSing you when we say our marriage is healthy and safe. You can see our kids and our family. You can see into our home and our life and our story, and we are not saying this to sprain our elbows, patting ourselves on the back, but in this day and age, there is something I think that is worth saying that says we have been here. And so this is a safe place. I believe with all of my heart that this is a safe place. I believe with all of my heart that this is a safe place place. Oh, I could have just gone to those notes. Oh, gosh. Need that lazy Susan. (laughs) Another question as we're looking, as you're looking around this community of people, this community right here, if we can't love this, how are we going to love our city, right? Who do you need to forgive? Who do you need to have that? Who have you placed judgment on? Where are you carrying an offense? Say to the disciples, love one another as I have loved you. And we all go, oh, I bet you that was so Love one another as I have loved you. And we all go, oh, I bet you that was so easy. But the reality of loving selflessly is to say, I have to do some things, not to earn but to create a pathway for God's love to come out of my life, my quiet time, my intimacy with him, to take root in these friendships and these people around me. Now listen, I'm not saying everybody in this room is going to be your people in a way where we say, I want the best, amazing. But we can love people in a way where we say, I want the best for them. I want to see them becoming more like Jesus. I want to give my passion. I want to give my time, whatever it is, not to talent. I want to give my passion. I want to give my time, whatever it is, not to serve on a Sunday morning, but into this community of people. So if you have people that you need to forgive or people that you've judged or if you're carrying an offense toward, I want you to point them out right now. No, I'm kidding. Gosh. This is such a safe place. <laughs> Uh, I want you to make awkward eye contact across the room right now. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. Actually, don't look at anybody right yeah, now or you're going to start it. <laughs> said that. Oh, God. I saw you looking at me when you said that. Oh, gosh. Um, but seriously, 
love does. Love with it right now in an awkward way, but love, as Bob Goff says, love does. Love takes action. And so there may be an opportunity for you to go, you know what, enough is enough. Enough is enough. I need to just go love that person. I need to let them out of my judgments. I need to let them out of my unforgiveness. I need to start afresh. Whatever it is, I just need to love them. Love does something. Yeah. So this, the local church, I mean, we've kind of said this, but the local church is for you, but you are also for the church. You give us so much when you see others, when you are able to encourage others, follow up with them, pray for them, spend your time, your treasure, and your talent investing into these people, into this church. What if you came for six months and never really knew another person? Because you are a part of us. We have we gained because you are a part of us. We can't be us without you. Right. Be willing to be seen. Be willing to be known. Yeah. Be willing to count on others. Be willing to belong. Be willing to give and receive the love of Jesus that he has for you and through you. No one has ever seen his love is made complete in us. He lives in us and his love is made complete in us. <laughs> I invite you to look around and realize the opportunity that you have, what you have. I invite you to look around and realize the opportunity that you have, what you have an opportunity to be a part of. We have this incredible responsibility of having relationships on earth that reflect the relationships of heaven. Jesus asked us to love one another and placed us within communities like this one to practice that so that we could then love the world around us in the same way. They will know that we are disciples by our love for one with others it leads me into community with others lead me in your love and as we close i'm we're, i'm going to and as we close i'm we're, i'm going to read a, a prayer over you guys and then we will dismiss thank you we will dismiss into some time of communion and reflection we do have the prayer on, um, on the communion table if you want to take this home. But we came across this, and I just wanted to pray this over us as we wrap up, as we sit and have been receiving words, that this would just kind of wrap things all together. Can I say something? Yes, you can. You know I have this complex about this, but I just yeah. want you to take a deep breath for a moment. And, and if anything yeah. that we have shared with you or said to you is feels like it's diminishing pain point of experience that make being in community, real things that you've experienced that make being in community very, very difficult, um, that we are not brushing by that. If anything that we've said feels like performancy, if it feels like we just got to have more members so that we can hit our growth points and get enough money to pay our salary, if anything that, that we're saying feels that way to you today, I, I want you to choose to brush that off of you and we brush that off of the conversation. I know the risk that they're teaching this and having this very practical conversation. I know the risk that there is of us who are wounded and hurt with to us so deeply. And so we don't want all of those things. They matter to us so deeply. And so we don't want anything that we have shared to feel like we are just jumping over the top of that and saying, if you just serve in kids ministry, you'd really start to be a good Christian. It's not what we're talking <laughs> That's not what we're, we're saying to you at all. We are simply saying he asked us to love into unique communities, to practice into these small, distinct, unique communities, to practice. I want the roots of my life to go down deep than what we are saying is there is risk involved. If my life to go down deep than what we are saying is there is risk involved in that, but love takes us stepping forward and stepping in, and that's what we are inviting you to do today. No performance, no churchisms, no diminishing your pain points or the things that you have encountered or walked through. We want this to be a safe place and we aren't the best preachers. We, this is not the best church. We've said that. But we have given our whole lives to making this the safest and healthiest. I want the roots to go down deep into this place and I want to learn to love others. Even into this place, and I want to learn. It is not in perfection. It takes years 
because it is not in perfection. It is in the process. It is in continuing to show up and do it over and over and over again. You guys hearing us in that? We love you so much. So let's pray this prayer over you guys. You guys can close your eyes. Just let this connect with your heart and your mind. Heavenly Father, thank you for your immense love for me. I ask you for the grace to open my heart and receive your love more and more each day. Please reveal to me any unhealed hurts or wounds within me you offer me freely. Receptivity to the love you offer me freely at every moment. Please guide me to see me to see more clearly the obstacles I create and the ways that I deflect your love. Be with me, Lord. I give you permission to restore my heart in you. Even though that may mean facing past hurts, I know I can face them with you, strongly enfolded in your healing embrace. In me each day through your Jesus to work within me each day through your Holy Spirit. Guide me to rid my forgiveness, bitterness, prejudice, unforgiveness, bitterness, prejudices, cynicism, and fear. I desire to bring your healing love to others. And I know that to do so effectively, I need to first experience your healing love myself. Conform my heart to your heart. Lord, steady me by your grace and guide me further along the pathway of loving others as, as you have loved me. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Here's what we invite you guys to. And, um, our time is spent. So it may be you. And you um, our time is spent. So it may be time for you to um, go get your kiddos or to go to the youth group and get, and get those kids. Um, and we're just asking that if you are doing that, you're, you're more than welcome to. If you want to have conversations, you're more than welcome to. Um, but in this space, we're going to go into overtime for a little bit and, uh, and just hold the space in here. If you would like to take communion, if you would like to grab a copy of that prayer and take it with you, or take it back to your seat with you and just read through this as you take communion. We are instructed in Scripture as followers of Jesus to take communion in remembrance of his action, his enthronement. And so we do this. We take communion together as followers. And so we do this. We take communion together as followers of Jesus as a place within this body and this community to make sure that he is set in the preeminent role in our hearts and lives. And so we offer you this prayer communion table is open if you have to go we love you we appreciate you go get your kiddos um, but let's keep the talking and everything else out into the lobby and other spaces so that we have some quiet time in here we invite you to the communion table and to ministry and may the holy spirit pour out upon you as you do so